there's such a difference between fucking and being fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Here's something that will definitely be cut. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least moved somewhere else. This is not how you open an episode. This is like so intense to come out of the gate. (laughs) No pun intended. Oh, damn. Damn, I didn't even intend that pun. I'm glad that you got it. Thanks for being there to pick up all my puns. Um, this is like we I never liked other podcasts that started out with all this bullshit. I'm like, just get get to the meat of it. Let's just start. <laughs> this is pretty this meaty. Is small, yeah, <laughs> small talk stuff. I'm not here for. And now I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like we should start talking about like our Twitter account or whatever. <laughs> We're yeah. supposed to plug our shows coming up. I just have been experimenting is that the right word I, i've been getting my asshole fingered and <laughs> 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 it's not like brand new but just a I, there was a there was an episode a while ago where we talk i talk about how i was in a weird mood before uh the show in tacoma right wasn't yeah. that it this is uh, before our breakup, and uh, it was Jessa had said she was going to peg me before we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't. She didn't peg me, but she did. She fi- she fingered me real good. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I've had I've had fingers. Uh, Mostly Jess's, but like <laughs> I've had fingers in my butt before, but uh, that was like the first time that I felt like I was getting fucked uh, and uh, it shook me. <laughs> it shook me to my core, which is is easily accessible through your asshole. <laughs> you wanna... <laughs> if you want to find somebody's core, that... start right there. Um, and... I I thought I spent a lot of time thinking about this because I like uh coming before a show. I think when I when I come, when I climax, when I orgasm, when I use a thesaurus, I <laughs> feel I feel uh powerful. I feel uh focused, I feel calm like and it's very helpful before performing um because I don't know. I'm like on top of the world. I'm very cocky. Very, and yeah, it's, that's good. And um, this time was like the most, it was the most intense orgasm I ever had. And it, oh, were you about to, <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're about to say you're welcome. <laughs> you look like you're Just about to take some credit. <laughs> yeah. The, the most intense orgasm I ever had. And immediately afterwards, I felt, uh, I felt different. Like I was not usually like I can I can nut and then just like let's go, let's put on the clothes, take a shower. I mean, usually in a different order, but like uh, <laughs> let's go. And I was just like curled up on the bed, and I was like, I feel I feel too seen 
you know and i was just like i want to i want to snuggle or spoon for a while and then we went to the show and i was just like ah. i felt i did not feel like performing at all which i kept- i had wondered because i jumped up to uh go go clean yeah there's a lot of <laughs> yeah um yeah and then i so i thought because i just left we should just take oh we should be the host of this week in sex i we think. really should this uh you want an actual education yeah there's the butt stuff is gross you know there's there's gross <laughs> things you have there's a lot of uh before and after you have to there's there's stuff you have to do so yeah you jumped up to go and then i immediately felt like abandoned like, yeah, and I was like, oh, "This is how. This is what it feels like. This is what uh, it feels like uh, when women get fucked, and then I leave. You know, I just go to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, no, don't, please, come back.' And I, you know, I've never felt so al- alone after sex. And I was like, what the, what? Oh no, I was shook. I was shook. Um, and then performing wasn't fun. I was, I was still just so shook about it. I wonder if it's like bumping up against programming. I it's bumping up against my prostate. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you keep your programming? <laughs> um, uh, uh, I don't know. I think that there's th- that there has to surely that yeah, there's some programming or something. But I just think like like I w- like I was down to do it. Like I didn't. F- I wasn't like in a mind space to feel ashamed or anything like that but i just think that's the psychology of of sex that is different when you're penetrating versus being penetrated yeah it's the same coin but it's two different sides and if you're not i feel like i'm not selling it very well (laughs) uh, because everyone's like oh you're gonna be like oh i don't want to feel like that you kind of you kind of should try it if you haven't if you haven't been penetrated you should try it it's just a whole like i just don't understand like why you would come why you would i don't understand why (laughs) i was gonna say come to this earth and like not experience everything you should uh i mean i i really like sex i really like it i'm i'm all about it i feel very sexual as a person and i like expressing myself that way and i like exploring all this different stuff and it's makes me feel very human and it's great and i and I've talked to Jessa, and I might have, I probably have mentioned this on the podcast before. I, I, not obsessed, obsessed is too strong of a word. I think a lot about what it's like to be a woman, uh, just in, in general, but like sexually as well. Because it's like, I'll never, I'll never know what, se- what, what a female orgasm feels like. Right. Because it's totally different. It's a different, uh, you know, it's longer, it's, it's, it's like, it's I don't know I'm, I'm using my hands to make a bigger area because it feels like the what from what I've heard described that like it's the whole it's more of a whole body experience it's crazy and I'm like oh that's uh, that's cool and uh, I've had like I've had someone tell me that they could feel my penis inside of them for a couple of days after sex they're like you know it's still like I can still feel the sensation of you there inside of me and I'm like what oh my god and and like and like now i can kind of like it i think the the anus is different <laughs> slightly but still like you're after butt stuff i'm like i'm way more uh aware of my <laughs> asshole 
You know, I don't know if I could. I would say I feel your I feel your fingers still inside of me, but like whenever I walk around most days unaware of my asshole, you know, I don't think about it. But then on that day, I'm like, oh, I've got a little asshole down there. I can feel it. You know, it feels it feels weird. It feels strange, but. The orgasms are a next level insane. It's uh it's very, very good. It's very, very good. Anyway, you're listening to Mormon and the Method. If you put a Mormon and a Method together, this is what they sound like. Aaron would all just so read our friends. Listen to them talking to That's got to be the oath. I want to do yeah. the whole thing before the yeah. song. <laughs> I feel like I could probably do a pretty easy Google search on the psychology of of bottoms versus tops or something like that and find out that there's already a ton of research and, and literature on this subject. But uh, it's too busy uh, looking at the Wikipedia page for the Book of Revelation. <laughs> So, Same difference. So I, uh, am, I was unprepared. I'm sure, like, I bet there's a, most Jess and I have had sex a lot and have had that sex a lot and then had to go do shows or go uh, record a podcast or whatever. And after sex, I'm sharp and I'm focused. And, and I'm not. And you're flustered and you're yeah. like, <laughs> and I feel like that. I feel like jelly. I'm like, oh, oh. Uh, is feels it feel good. more like a full body? Does the actual orgasm feel different? I definitely feel it in my legs more. Like I'm weak behind the knees. I feel it. Uh, you know, but I don't think, it doesn't, I don't know about full body, but it's, uh, dude, it's fucking, it's good. <laughs> There's, you hit that spot and it's just, it's like, pulsing up from the bottom of your dick through and and it's uh it's very good i spent a lot of time <laughs> wishing i had a dick to fuck women with like when i uh this must be my first lifetime as a woman because when i look at women i just uh, it bothers me so much that i can't fuck them with a dick like and i know i could strap one on but like i want my own dick i feel like i've always had a dick and it's very strange for me not to have a dick. I also mm. think maybe this is part of my sex stuff. Is I'm just like, where's my dick? Where is it? Where is it? Whatever. Why don't you get a strap on? We have a friend that uh, you were absolutely on. going to get fucked with a strap on, but uh, my ex husband wouldn't get off my fucking Amazon account, and I was not gonna. Get, I was not gonna buy that with him on my Amazon account, and I couldn't get. I couldn't get that handled before the breakup. <laughs> uh, I'm still scared of that. Because, like, I don't know, one, one, f like, you think, like, how big is a finger? Yeah. That feels like enough. Like, that feels like plenty. The, that's really taking me places. And then when <laughs> I, I think about, like, a, of the circumference of, uh, of a dildo, and I'm like, ah, how? I, I, I don't know. Just pull a little. We'll give it a Why don't we months. just try your middle finger for a second? <laughs> 
<laughs> Why don't we work work our way up to it? But I don't know. <laughs> You're just staring at us. <laughs> Joseph has a big shit eating grin on her face. Well, that, that wasn't like a no. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I just, I just, I might. I'm just saying, I might not like it. I might, and I might be like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, th- I, I've, I'm just excited. I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of uh, offers to peg me now. <laughs> I feel like they're just gonna come flooding in. They're like, so. <laughs> I think that I am. That, like I, I, I'm a switch, quote unquote. Like I like, uh, in. A lot of role playing stuff. I I like playing both sides, but I definitely, I think, I'm my dominant side is the what well, is the dominant side. Like I think I prefer to be the one in charge, the one inflicting the pain, the one yeah. penetrating with like a little bit with like. And every now and then I want to get like, but it's um like much more. It's a little pickier. Like I feel like I could fuck anybody. But I'm not gonna let just anybody fuck me. You know, like yeah. it's gotta be right circumstances, right trust, and blah 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 blah. All that stuff. You yeah, know? fingers the appropriate length. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of more things to check <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> you know. Also, I think I just like. Also, I I just like I think I'm better at sex than uh, a lot of people, and I. So like I want to run the show, <laughs> where I'm like, listen, when you get to my level, then maybe you can, <laughs> you can be, in, you can penetrate. But like, uh, I'll take it from, I'll take it until then. <laughs> not like I'll take it. <laughs> I'll give it till. I'll then. give it until then. Anyway, the Book of Revelation. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting before this episode, just like trying. We we're like trying to uh, uh, cram all this. Uh, you know what's a fingers in your ass <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it when you're studying like cr- cramming uh, for the test yeah uh <laughs> all about the book of revelation we turn on the microphone <laughs> jess is ready to go and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> the world is ending and i'm upset about it i had uh, been depressed uh, all summer and um a lot of it has to do with how just the world's the, the world's on fire how about yours that's not the way i like it uh i don't like the amazon's on fire and the seven wealthiest nations in the world is it just seven why is it called g7 is there more than seven? i don't know all the wealthiest nations of the world were like we'll give you uh Twenty million dollars, and that's it. That's it. That's that's half of Steph Curry's annual salary. It's uh, it's pathetic, and that's all. Every country combined, and to 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 save uh, like the most important ecosystem on on Earth, at least on dry land. But it's uh, it's home to a million indigenous people. 3 million like unique species species of plant and animal that we don't even know about yet and it's just if you've seen the satellite images of how much of it is on fire yeah it's nuts it's nuts 
Greenland lost like an entire like glacier, like a 700 year old glacier is just gone. They were, do you see the video of, I think this was, uh, this one wasn't Greenland, but like the video of like all the, of the water rushing of this, uh, of like these ice caps that are just melting. It's just the, the world's, the world's ending and it's, and I'm so fucking depressed about it. everything seems to fucking suck. And I've been thinking a lot about how like, oh, I don't believe in, in Mormonism or the book of Mormon or the Bible, or anything, and I've denounced it all, and now I'm seeing all this stuff, and like complaining about it, and going, these are all things that were prophesied, these are all end of days prophecies, there, there's, there, we talk about how there's going to be all these global calamities, and natural disasters, famine, there's famine, there's already, do you know that people, like farmers in India, have been committing suicide over the last couple of years because of how bad famines are. Like there's just nothing. They, they're so broke. They have nothing to eat. They're not growing anything because of all these droughts. There's just been huge droughts and, uh, they're all just, uh, dying. They're all dying. We were learning about that when we were trying to, we were, I was trying to research, um, what's the conspiracy theory about chemtrails, chemtrails. Chemtrails. And there are like, we, we are um, affecting weather like with chemicals in the air. Like that's real. Yeah. They're and they're doing it over India. They're like putting stuff into the air to try to attract water molecules to try to force it to make it rain. Um, I think they're having some success with it. Um, I do think like, oh, that's cool. This is like maybe this is ha- a, a way that we will combat global warming. Uh, you know, maybe one you know, we'll just be like, yeah, I know that the planet is trying to kill itself, but we'll just force it to rain we'll just make it colder or whatever but uh i see in the in the coming years like in ethan's when ethan is is 90 years old earth is going to look so much life is going to be so much different than it is right now just in his lifetime it's going to be crazy and i'm like so is what if, what if it is all true? What if it all what if it all is going according to prophecy? And Jessa loves the book of Revelation. Uh I think, right? I just feel like we are um I felt like I loved it and was very familiar with it and then over the course of the last week I've looked into it and been like, mm, that's slightly different than I remember." So I feel like I have a vague understanding, but it's like playing out right now. And this was a conversation you and I had last night about religion and 5d stuff because there is something about ascension and 5d stuff that's kind of starting to get a religious feel just so many people talking about it in our groups and stuff but the difference between i feel like the difference between being in christianity and constantly talking about they were always saying like revival is coming, revival is coming, revival is coming. The end, are, the end is coming, and I feel like the end is here. I feel like it is obvious that it is all the way here right now. We are in it. We are in the beginning of the really bad part, but we're in it. You can see it. Why don't we do anything? Why don't we do anything? I mean, I know why uh, governments not do anything because it's run by rich people, and the rich people don't give a shit. And the rich people are going to keep profiting 
off the earth as long as we can. I'm so glad that I'm going to go on a million tangents on this episode, I think. This is just the stuff that I like to rant about. Uh, and, you know, this and, and asshole sex. Uh, <laughs> um I remember, like, I'm just going to say, I'm glad that people are catching on. Lately, I see a lot of tweets and memes and jokes and, and think pieces and whatever. It's just more in the collective conscious, as you would say, about how uh, these, it's not the the masses that are killing the planet. It's not. It's like 70 corporations. Right. It's like 70 families who are just fucking the earth. I remember when I was in college, we, I was in a PR class, and one of our assignments, we had to do a PR campaign about air pollution in Utah because it's a big problem, especially in Salt Lake Valley. And uh, we had to come up, like, we had to launch this PR campaign, you know? And all the ideas were like, we have billboards to encourage people to carpool and we can uh encourage people to take the the mass transit you know public take b the bus and oh and, uh, and like don't use your fireplace don't use your fireplace and i was the only one in the class i was like what the fuck are you talking about my fireplace there are smokestacks in salt lake going 24 7 they're just like outside like they're just pumping pumping all this shit into the air and the in the in the bad months, which I think are like January and July is when inversion is super bad. Uh, maybe not exactly, but January definitely. Inversion is always like, ugh. I hate it's so – you can like get up on the mountain and get above the inversion and see. Do you know what the inversion is? I explained it's it, right? The, yeah. So everything – all of our pollutants get just get trapped in the valley and you just sit there and breathe it in. And then on those days, like Salt Lake has one of the worst air qualities in the world. And it's it's bad, and you can it's just like a ceiling, uh, and it's in anything underneath the ceiling is just trapped, right? And you can just watch on those bad days these smokestacks in North Salt Lake just pumping up, and just like sitting still, and it's just and it's just filling up all of this cubic space that we all live and inhabit, filling it up with poison. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm glad, glad I'm carpooling today. Glad I turned off. I'm not going to throw any uh, of my wood on the fire. And it's just, um, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. This, uh, the analogy that I use all the time for every different thing, but it works here too, is the person looking for their car keys in underneath the street lamp, even though they lost their car keys, uh, 50 yards down the road well it feels like a nar it feels uh like a vampire situation where here's the person creating the problem and then they are like well what about you have you used your fireplace and it's like you're a giant corporation making giant damage but you're telling making me to take the fleck out of my eye yeah dude and they're, and they're like like starbucks is going to save money by not yep. giving us straws they're going to save money and they're not going to use that money to help us. They are going to they're going to pocket that money and they're going to use that money to further deforest uh, the Amazon and take more and like and make more profits off of it. That's the problem. Like I think that we I don't I don't want to discourage anyone from doing their own part. I think it's great if we're going to stop if you guys are using reusable water bottles, that's great. If you guys aren't uh, using straws anymore that's fantastic that's good but the problem is their money and we are only giving them more money and then they're going to use it 
to, for to continue to kill us and i freaking out about it i hate it so i hate it so much every this was like the hottest july on record do you know what the last hottest july was it was last year and the one and, the, and number three was was uh 2017 and number four was 2016 like every year we're getting hotter we're gonna die we're gonna die we're gonna hot girl summer yeah well at least we had that it, it's just oh the problem that i have is that all the prophecies that we read about all these calamities were only going to kill the wicked people. That's how, like, all the wicked people were going to die, and we were going to be fine. All the good people, all the elect. This is why Mormons talk about food storage. This is why Mormons talk about food storage and emergency preparedness. I mean, some people in the group have been uh, asking some questions. And it's not as big of a deal as it used to be, but we used to really, really push it. We used to really talk about how we're going to, we know, and it was because of the end days. Like we know the end days are coming and there's going to be all these natural disasters and we're going to be prepared for it. We're going to have our food storage. We're going to, we're going to have all of our stuff uh, ready and we're going to survive. And then all the evil people, the unprepared people, like this kind of Noah, modern day Noah's Ark, like they'll, sucks to be you, I guess. So, but I, I don't believe that anymore. I think all the poor people will die. I think in uh, the coming hundred years, I think we will see human population go down because there will be famine. There will be wars and rumors of wars and there will be tempests and there will be uh, flooding. Like we, the, the UN was just saying 280 million people uh, in the next, uh, I can't remember what the, the amount of time was, but like as sea levels rise, uh, like there's 280 million people that live along coastline that will be displaced uh, because the sea level is going to cover their houses, right? And uh, now a lot of those are like, you, you're thinking about like rich people, like beachfront property in Florida and stuff, but we're really talking about like poor ass people in third world countries that live on islands and stuff who, who have no carbon footprint, who are not part of this problem, and they are uh, suffering in a disproportionate amount like they, they are brown people will be the ones who die first. America, who is responsible for uh, all, I don't know, is most incorrect. It's a we're responsible for a lot. We're going to be okay for a lot longer, and we will continue to pollute the earth while other countries and other people pay the price for our greed. And I just see the wicked winning. The wicked win. The the the. Let's I I even in my most pessimistic scenarios where like billions of people die. Like just say like there's going to be. Uh, you know, famines and wars and all this stuff, and billions and billions of people will die. And I think the earth will live on and we'll be okay. I think we'll reach some amount of stasis. I think eventually, you know, humans will cut back on certain things. I think eventually we'll have technology that helps us combat these effects. And I think that what will really help will be having four billion less people on the planet. Right. Uh, so that we're not all eating beef anymore, whatever the fuck that we're, uh, we're killing the planet with now. And... But the people that survive will be the children of rich people. Will be, uh, you know, like all the, the 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 Koch brothers of the world. Like they will be fine. They will not pay for their sins. They will not, unless we make them. The only way they will pay for their sins is if we make them. 
we, the masses, have to rise up and kill, <laughs> kill these people. They're, they're never going to stop. They're never going to stop making money. They will never stop unless we uh, make them. God, I wish we were like Hong Kong, man. I love the Hong Kong videos so much. I could get so down with that. It was so exciting to watch them like cut down those surveillance towers and shit. What do you think it takes? What what do why why do they have a million people in the street on a on a rainy Saturday and we uh the difference between covert and overt control. So America is so much more controlled through our government is so narcissistic. Like, their government, is, and I don't know much about this shit, so pardon me if I'm wrong, but they are, like, straight up in your face being told what to do and being overtly controlled. Here we are, like, tricked and lulled. So you have a group of people who are conscious to what's happening, but then, for the most part, we waste most of that energy trying to point it out and trying to get other people to realize it. They've also done a really good job of dividing everybody in America. So you got the Democrats versus the Republicans, but then within the Democrats, we're, we're all fighting with each other. And so everybody's just wasting all of their energy fighting each other because there's a very narcissistic, you know, uh, energy suck of a control system here and also the elite just do a great job of getting us all to be divided amongst ourselves when the elite are really the enemy. Where in Hong Kong, it's just like there's the government and then there's fucking you. There's real clear lines and then there's the ability to coordinate a larger group of people. Um, and these are just, this is based on very little information. Just energetically, that's what it appears to I be. I think, I feel, I wonder, we're just, it's, we're all worried about our own ends. Everybody is like, I got to go to my job and worry about me and my family. Like, I want, this sucks. This sucks. Detention centers suck, but what am I going to do about it? So everybody just keeps going to work every day. And, like, everybody's filled with this anxiety and this dread, and everybody just keeps playing their part uh, in the system that perpetuates our uh, collective anxiety and dread. And I don't know if things just have to get way worse before... Do we all have to lose a lot of jobs? Like, do we all have to have nothing to lose before we start uh, acting out? Like, what what will do it? What will get people in the streets and uh, and demanding change instead of just like fighting over um, Liz versus Kamala? If you, I don't know what either of those things are. If you <laughs> knew me post 9-11 this is the trajectory that i predicted post 9-11 i was like oh this is a very smart long play that will lull us into a position where we go from believing we're just like indoctrinated from childhood that we're free that we're free that we're free and if you really pay attention we're fucking not like that doesn't resonate in the fucking slightest um, there is an illusion that we have something to do with the laws that are created. That is an illusion. We are not free in the fucking slightest. If we do have a little bit of freedom, all they have to do is find a way to trick us into thinking we need to be protected from that freedom. And that's what 9-11 really felt like to me. I don't care about who, inside job, whatever. Whoever the fuck did it, at the end... There was a, we can't protect you unless you give us your freedom. We can't protect you unless you give us our, your freedom. And people were so quick to hand over that freedom because of this uh, alleged, this external enemy. Yeah. That what, but the true enemy, 
the true enemy is who we were handing our power over to. And then a lot of things just felt designed to make us feel hopeless and weak. And that's what the, the, it feels like they are putting people in these camps and then putting it in our face to elicit this exact reaction, which is we can't do anything. There's nothing we can do. We could get a million people together. We would get taken out with, assault like our government wouldn't fuck around we would just get killed um and they want us to feel that way they want us to feel hopeless they put that shit in our face so that we feel like shit it feels very narcissistic it feels like narcissistic abuse and i think i don't believe that the rich are going to survive i think that the prophecies are true i think that they are a lot less um spiritual you know a lot less god shows up i just think that we are going to a different place and the place that we're going the people that have been oppressed will survive and they won't they won't they're not built for it because they're parasites and we're not going somewhere that uh hosts parasites and so their time is almost up and i their only fucking hope of preventing what's coming is to make us feel hopeless and afraid so that we keep feeding them and I don't think it's even going to work. And I think what feels like complacency might end up serving us in the long run in that we kind of detach. It's essentially there are narcissistic abuser who shows up and just triggers us constantly and then feeds off of our reaction. But it's getting to the point where you flooded us. You flooded our systems and we're all getting kind of numb. And the process that they are trying to prevent, which is the healing of trauma and the evolution of consciousness is happening very fast, whether they like it or not. So from a, from a utterly woo 5d standpoint, um, the earth is ceasing to be hospitable for an old type of life form. And it is, uh, committing suicide was a good way to put it. Like it was, she is killing her, the old version of herself. She is kind of, getting ready to shake a bunch of people off the planet. I do believe that. I do believe a shit ton of people are going to die, but the bad guys are going. They don't get to go. They can't. They're fucking incapable. I am not that optimistic. And I am scared. It does feel like complacency to me. It, it, it feels uh, like I like the the message of hope. I like it. But then I wonder if uh, if that's the wrong tactic to take what what could we do uh in the physical reality what options do we have like protesting and stuff right protesting war revolution i think uh the idea of a civil war makes me like excites me so much (laughs) like i just fantasize since i was young (laughs) of dying in a civil war does that see you say it's like a zombie apocalypse type thing where i'm like yeah it feels like a cool uh fantasy to live out i i i'm with you there i'm with you there i do think like if a million people tried to uh we like you know protesting the a detention center first of all a, a million people i think is difficult to uh kill all right. everyone that a million people is huge say we get a million people out and we're like hey we're here to uh take down these detention centers um there would be certain politicians that would be backing us. There would be pe- there would be people that were like, "Oh, look, there's a million people on board." So I do I'm think getting we on could board. get those. Shut I down. think I think that if uh, they open fire 
I will. I think. Uh, I get if they open fire, that's. I I think is that if if they killed that many people, that were like. Uh, peacefully protest or whatever they would be calling more people to. Uh, I think that would start. A rebel. I was, I, think I would, was imagining more like tearing down fences and going in, not protesting. So. Sure. Even if we did that, I think though, if you like, you would get a lot of support yeah. if you were just being martyred like that. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think we're like, I, I did want, I used to think like, okay, the hope then is like getting, all the cops, like military and ICE people on our side, like having some compassion and being like, oh my God, we're just, we're just shooting thousands of, pe- of, of people. I can't do this anymore. Then I watched this video of like Jewish protesters outside of an ICE facility. They were just sit, they were just blocking the entryway and an, and an ICE guard just ran over an old Jewish man yeah. in his truck. And then police didn't e- take witness statements, didn't arrest the guy, like did nothing. He just ran over this dude in his truck. And I was like, all right, well maybe they have no compassion. And that was a, was a foolish thing of me to hope for. Yeah. But they're like, not our team. The problem is our team can't get its shit together long enough. It can't stop infighting long mm-hmm. enough to put something together. Like there's 300 teams. I think there's. Each team. I think that there are lots of countries out there that with weapons who would love, and it, like, uh, and in a sense, it's just the same as your Patriot Act stuff. We'd be get, we'd be like making a deal with a different enemy in a lot of ways. But there are countries out there, like America arms revolutions all the time because we have an interest our government has an interest in seeing that government fall or being put in someone else's hands so when enough people are like hey our human rights are being violated america doesn't give a shit but they're like yeah sure we'll help you out uh because it's in our interest i think that there would be something similar like that there's plenty of countries that would be in their interest to see uh america fall and they would see us on tv getting uh murdered and stuff and they would quote unquote come to our aid again i'm i'm very i'm not only am i outlandish but i'm still perpetually pessimistic where i'm like then we would just be slaves to them or whatever but like i just want to do something i just feel like it's just i've had a bad summer it's not I, I, <laughs> uh, it just all feels so pointless and sad and uh i look at hong kong and i think like they're doing something they have they have this feeling like and like their lives maybe are still going to suck and they're going to get arrested and sprayed with blue paint or whatever is happening now uh but like man i just want to feel something like i'm at the point yeah. of depression <laughs> where i'm like i just want to feel something like i'm doing something and i just uh often feel like a privileged uh lazy piece of shit who does nothing you know yeah. Uh, and that's that's what sucks. I think I don't this is where we disconnect a little bit because I for me the 5D stuff, the the raising of consciousness is ultimately about I was talking to someone the other day who was trying to decide if he was going to like really step into his role as a 5d healer or just kill himself. And he was like, I could just kill myself though. Cause it kind of sucks here. And I could just go back to wherever I came from. Hell yeah, brother. And I mean, don't, don't do that. Um, 
And I was like, but don't you think it's fun? Don't you think it's fun that the more of us that wake up and tune in and connect, we become the most powerful force on the planet and we get to dethrone the people that we hate. Like that is tight as fuck. Is that happening? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. That's the thing where you were like, this is the same thing as religion because religion thinks that it's coming. Like it's here. Now I can't tell you if you're not experiencing it and don't see and aren't seeing it, then I can't speak to that. I can't, I don't want anybody who isn't experiencing it to just jump on some bandwagon with me. I don't know why you would, cause it's got to sound insane, but I can tell you that since I came out of the closet, thousands of people my phone is nonstop. Notifications yeah, but are, from people. Are there any of them in positions of power? Are, are we changing the world at all? I think you're talking about solving a like higher problem. The problem is in the physical reality, but it's existing in the physical reality because these people are controlling everyone's minds. They are controlling your minds, and your minds are creating reality. Now, if you don't believe in that, then you know that's a disconnect here. But from where I stand, so you just, you, if, if the ever, people whose minds are controlled wake up, then yes, these people just die. They, they just, just cease to exist. They 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 get taken down from their throne. Right now, it's so hopeless. They want you to think about how hopeless it is. And I'm not saying let's not raid. I'm down. You can get everybody to quit fighting amongst themselves, which is designed by the powers that be. They're picking fights between all of us. Um, but it, at, the, at the core of it, until our minds are no longer controlled by the enemy, we will lose to the enemy, period. So that's like... It has to be a revolution of the mind before anything else. And then absolutely 100% without a doubt, for me, in my experience, from what I see and from what I'm watching and what I've been told by, like, and I can't, for me, I know that it's real because I'm having communication with this. And also it just, I can see the trajectory and it's the same trajectory that I saw in 2001 way before I heard anyone else talking about this was an inside job. I was like, oh, this is a setup we're being set up right now. And then I just watched society fall for it, hook, line and sinker. All right. Well, here's a good, you just reminded me of something that's in your, that's in your favor, like a, uh, uh, whatever. Do you remember? It's kind of, it's, it's so many news cycles ago, but do you remember when, uh, our government was trying to start a war with Iran uh, a couple months ago and they were pulling the same, the same bullshit about like our tanker got shot. Or do you remember all this stuff? And everyone in America was like, "We've seen this one before." Yeah. No, and no one fell for it. Like, no, like I, I mean, Fox News definitely played it up, and like certain people got upset about it. But the majority of Americans, uh, I like, I believe you would say, you know, they weren't gonna let their mind be controlled in this instance. And right. they're like, we're not gonna go to war with Iran. We know that you guys are just fucking around and uh this is dumb. So yeah, that's it's a good point. It's a good point. If you look at the government and the elites as they also trick you into thinking it's about money and it's not about money. The money is a symptom of what they have, but it's about using you to create their reality. And once again, if that doesn't resonate, then I don't, then this conversation doesn't make a ton of sense. But from why I'm optimistic, because I'm not optimistic. And if we had had this conversation last night, right now, the way things are going for me is I go into little windows of just being like, I am having a schizophrenic break. If I, 
the world seems so fake and it seems so obvious to me what it is. But then every once in a while, because there's so much trauma clearing and, and uh, sadness and depression and, and anxiety and stuff that sometimes I just feel like, I don't know, I'm having a schizophrenic break and nothing makes sense and fuck it. But I am back to normal 5D right now. They are a narcissistic ex that just shows up with the most outlandish shit possible to trigger you and then feeds off of the energy that they get, period. And by convincing us that it's about money, then we focus on the money and that just makes us feel more hopeless. And I'm not saying let's not do anything. I'm just saying let's starve the vampires. That's it. Let's start there. Let's start there, see if it works. Let's stop giving them power. If this is a planet full of gods with a very small amount of parasites tricking the gods into creating their reality for them, they would have to keep you triggered. They would have to keep you asleep. They would have to keep you afraid. And when I look at this fucking insane lunatic that we have as a president who fits the profile, checks every motherfucking narcissistic box, except for he has no charisma. Um, and the stuff that he does doesn't feel real. It feels designed. You know when a narcissist picks a ridiculous argument with you? Sure. Because you'll freak the fuck out, right? You'll freak the fuck out to defend yourself because the argument is so outlandish. That's all he does all day. That's all he does all day. The stuff with the abortion and the... And the putting people in cages and the separating families. It's to trigger us. It's to freak us the fuck out. He doesn't give a fuck about. I, I, I'm a, I, I disagree a little bit. I feel like those things are real and do matter. And I think that. They are all, real and do he's, matter. He's ta- the stuff that I would have I'd used as an example is like all of his like batshit crazy stuff like buying Greenland is just to get people making jokes about buying Greenland uh, or like when he says I'm the chosen one or when he's like I'm going to uh, force all American companies to stop doing deals with China like stuff that he has like it will never ever ever happen is just like or just arguing about how many people were at his inauguration this was like I, back in the day when I had more hope and I was like he's going to be impeached really soon his first weekend like he sent Sean Spicer, now Dancing with the Stars contestant Sean Spicer. Please don't, <laughs> please don't make this about politics. Sean Spicer uh, came to like this first press conference, just screaming, just screaming. You, you guys need to report how many people were there. Were a million people, and we we're and I was like, what the fuck? This is day one, and they're just like blatant lies, but like very easily verifiable lies, and. uh it's just, it's, uh, you know, they, they just throw out so many terrible uh, lies to suck us into these arguments. Yeah, so I that, didn't mean to say so that, that the they camps... can put people in cages because we are fighting over uh, pictures uh, of the National Mall. You know, there, there's not. Do you this... think the final goal? Like, I don't believe I do think he's a racist piece of shit. And I didn't mean that putting people in camps is the ridiculous arguments. But putting people in camps or changing laws about abortion, stuff like this, is designed to make us feel powerless, is designed to make us feel like they can do whatever they want to do. And uh, they kind of can right now, but they kind of can because we believe that they can. And I keep ending up in this conversation and... 
what I believe is that we have the ability to stop letting, stop having the emotional reaction in the direction that we are having the emotional reaction. And there is a way to point that emotional reaction in which we get the outcome that we want. And part of the emotional reaction, because I didn't think the dude was going to stay in office. It, di- it didn't feel, I was like, no way this guy Me makes neither. it to a whole term. And now I think he's going to have a second he's term. He's a god because we don't fucking stop. We are worshiping at his feet 24-7. I haven't gone a fucking day, and I don't even pay attention to it. I haven't gone a fucking day without having a conversation about Trump. We have made him into a thing. You know, that we can't agree on a fucking candidate on the other side. None of us, we can't agree collectively on one that's thing. Who, that's who Liz and Kamala are, by the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who we got? They're, they're, they are two top uh, okay. Democratic Because I hear, so I, I've, I'm hearing eight names still when on Twitter. Yeah, there's Joe Biden is in the race and Bernie Sanders is, the I think, the other big one. But yeah, then you've got like Lil Mayor Pete and then uh, like, it, is Marianne Williamson still in the race? She's, <laughs> she's our gal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this time in the last cycle, I had already been donating to Bernie Sanders and I was like, this... And this time I'm like, I was hopeless. Yeah. Last time I was like, I was talk, I was sharing things. I was getting out. I was talking about it. I was, I, uh, was donating to Bernie's team. And I remember I just drove past the street where I was like standing in line in the primary. We was like all the way that this elementary school up in the avenues. We're like all the way down the hill just for hours waiting to, and we were all so excited to vote for Bernie. And, uh, and now this, this time around, I'm like, fuck it, man, just, just let just let him win again. Uh, <laughs> like I don't, this is uh, I don't, it's very I don't like similar it. to narcissistic abuse. The entire way that it's playing out, the way that everyone feels, and we just keep allowing ourselves to be triggered and feeling more and more hopeless and less and less able to find a solution and figure out what a solution is. And I like you're making me feel better. I like that. But I am going to keep arguing <laughs> with you. <laughs> I like it. Go uh, ahead. Here's here's my like what really scares me about adopting that mentality is that the conversation that you keep alluding to that we had last night, where I was comparing all this five D awakening stuff to religion. Um, I I watched people use their. Um, second coming story or their their i don't know what what's a good term to describe that but like this idea of like how we're all going to be saved in the end it's all going to work out this is what our faith and our hope is put into which now i see like with uh all your crowd like we uh th- you believe in this ascension thing like we're there's going to be some event that schisms the earth and we're going to go to a di- higher dimension all these other people are going to die right like the the like the earth won't be able to support these narcissistic people they'll all die out our minds will be free whatever i see a lot of similarities to that, to like the rapture or the right. second coming and um i w- i watched christians mormons specifically but also other christians i think all fall into this category just use that as an excuse f- for doing nothing and just looking out for themselves. Yeah. They say, like I specifically about global warming, I had conversations in church with people who were like, Yeah, but 
these are, that's all part of prophecy. That's part of God's plan. Like there is supposed to be uh, natural disasters, and so who are we to stop it? Like what? Like why would we stop it? We're gonna be okay. Like this is God's plan, and we're God's people. We're the chosen ones. We will live, and it just seemed like the 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 least compassionate thing I could have ever imagined. Yeah, man. And like, number one, God told us to be stewards of this planet. Uh, so maybe we should, you know, n- not trash it. Number two, like, th- it's just so compassionless to just like let other people die because w- we're the chosen ones. We're going to be okay. I think that religion gave us this excuse to not care about people because it, it othered them, right? And we say, oh, okay, well, they're the others. They're not going to make it because uh, they're not good people. And I hear that same thing in this awake in these awakening conversations, like, well, all like all the will be fine, and all these other people will die. And um, I also just think that like Jesus Christ, wh- he was revolutionary. He did stuff. If any, like of all the stuff that I don't believe about, like the stuff that we know for sure about Jesus is that he stood up to power and he tried to overthrow it. And that got him killed. Like Jesus didn't sit around and just talk about platitudes and be like, I think most of those words are put into his mouth after he died. I think what, like we know for a fact that Jesus got crucified for political sedition for for rebellion that we know for a fact and like uh and now we just use his name to that to just give us a pass for doing nothing and we just go oh you know like uh, corruption exists and it's foretold in the bible and so uh we'll just be good but it's like I don't think any of the. I, I don't think it's good to just sit on the sidelines and i, I and, agree and with you 100 uh, and so uh i just i feel like I want, I like this. I want to believe in it, but then I go, am I just substituting one belief system for another belief system that will uh, give me permission to, to, to be passive? This is where I think uh, it gets misunderstood. So I'm going to like offer like real world things when they make abortion illegal. I don't think, Oh cool. Well then we just won't have abortion. I think, well, let's figure out how to do it anyway. When you put a roadblock in front of me, I'm like, let's just figure out how to do it anyway, because their power is an illusion. The thing I disagree with is when they make abortion illegal, buying into it, being like, oh, God, they took away our rights. Fuck you. My rights, my body. You don't make the fucking decision for my body. So if your laws and your made up government and your made up system and your made up fucking construct is in my fucking way, I'll do whatever the fuck I want we can collectively get together and figure out how to do whatever the fuck we want. There are many doctors. uh, This isn't the fucking 50s. We keep being like, oh, we're going to go back to this. We're not, though. We have technology. We have this. So I'm never talking about not doing anything. What I'm talking about is don't let our abusers show up and trigger you so you don't leave your fucking bedroom and you're just sad and depressed and believe the shit. Yeah, let's go take care of the earth. We have to destroy them. And what I'm talking about is a way to actually destroy them and we cannot destroy them while we are empowering them so that's all i'm saying i'm not i'm 100 down for anything that is action towards a solution i am only saying but like, like just a minute ago you're like what can we do like what what would we do if uh you know no that would, was just a practice like to get a conversation like a practical what would we do could we get a million people together to storm uh ice because that would be fucking badass but what i see is everybody's divided up into a hundred different 
no, like I think infighting. I think we're d- divided up in infighting because no one wants, no one has the balls to actually do anything, and so it's just better to it's grat it's self gratification mm-hmm. to make yourself feel like you do. And I'm guilty of this because uh, I I I'm not doing anything. I haven't done I haven't done anything, and I just think that the uh, all the the Twitter warriors, keyboard warriors, whatever we call them. Uh, I want to say I know just, there are a lot I of people. Want to tri- you're just trying to trick yourself into feeling like you're doing something. Yes, that's but, what I'm talking about. But you, but we have to actually do something. Even if I think that we're pretty privileged people in in terms of like in comparison to people throughout the world, and uh, we're all just waiting for our like rights or our lives to be disrupted when other people's lives are already being disrupted. And I think like just shame on us. I just feel bad. I just feel like, uh, I've thought, so, I've thought about like s- stormy nights. So this keeps being the example, but I just like, how shitty am I? How shitty am I that like it, I just do nothing when I know that there are uh, like little girls like getting their periods, their first periods in, in a cage and no one's giving them any anything. No one's like there's it's it just it just sucks. How shitty am I? And I think, OK, well, then we got to organize people, do something. And I think about how they're listening to our cell phones and our Alexas and like every, any effort to like organize anybody would be sniffed out. Like how the fact that Antifa's already getting labeled as a terrorist organization, which is bullshit. They, uh, they would, they would label us as terrorists and, and Homeland security would come after us. And with the Patriot act, they would bug all of us. And, uh, we would, we would never get off the ground, which is why I think we should start off all of our podcasts with some like, uh, asshole talk and then bury this, (laughs) (laughs) bury this, uh, the revolution stuff, uh, inside deep inside your asshole. So I believe that we have the ability, uh, if you could unite, collectively a group of people who were awake we have the ability to take them down and i spend a lot of time i do when i do readings i can see what people's gifts are and i've started getting people who are like ancient this gets pretty woo sorry ancient that was what witches um magicians coming like remembering like many lifetimes ago where they were like warlocks and shit and so i'm just slowly collecting them because that's all we need is a big group of people who know how to shift reality fast collectively working on something to take them down here's a weird coincidence i sent you a tweet that you uh, you responded in a way I wasn't expecting. You said like oof or something. But there was a guy who said on Twitter who was like everybody start thinking about rain in the Amazon. And then it start and then like the next day there was rain in the Amazon. Do you remember when I sent you this? Oh, I thought you were making fun of it. I wanted to know like like is that I wanted to have a conversation yeah. with you about oh, it. Do I you think you do, is that what your plan is? It's like yeah. if everybody do you think like if we like if you got magical people together, all the awake people that they could just think about uh something and it would Yeah, that's all soberish is, is is gathering up a tribe of people and like getting them all unlocked and getting them all activated and then collectively taking down the government. Yeah, that's So like what should we be thinking about? 
Well, you have to heal your trauma first. You have to heal your own trauma. You have to heal your own wounds. Here's some weird coincidences. The 5D download came in, and within 24 hours of the 5D download coming in, Epstein gets exposed. This is a big deal. This is a, this is a big deal on the parasites. So the 5D download means everyone can see things for what they are. When you can see things for what they are, them being parasites starts to be exposed. As soon as you realize, everyone collectively realizes, oh wait, these people aren't in power. These people aren't elite. It isn't about the money. It's about us feeding them. They're fucking with us and you start to see everything for what it is. Them getting exposed for the pedophile stuff was fucking groundbreaking and you felt Tim Dillon was like, oh my God, society got red-pilled like that. Like you felt a huge... Um, evolution and consciousness and then back-to-back school shootings and the back-to-back school school shootings you feel everyone boom right back down I had all these like dreams about all of us supposed to be running upstairs and then everybody wanted to go downstairs and I was like no no come back upstairs I've been doing this for fucking a long time where it's like just don't don't buy in. Just stay. Keep your eyes on the fucking prize. Don't buy into it. Don't get triggered. Don't go back to sleep. Just fucking stay awake because we are this fucking close to taking them out. And then and then they kill a dude in jail and everybody's just right back to hopelessness. And it was like, it was a crazy window though. It was a crazy, it was only a couple weeks long, but during that couple weeks, everybody felt different. Everybody was seeing things different. And then now we're right back in the, in the shit. I do think we're going to get all the way out of it. Uh, I have a little bit of a impending doom where they're going to do something big to try to, uh, like shut this down some 9-11 level thing but I think if you did a 9-11 right now it wouldn't work but they're trying they're actively trying to keep everybody triggered and asleep so do I think that I am going to be a part of overthrowing this system absolutely am I actively working on it every single day absolutely is that maybe insane I guess but it's the only thing to me that is going to fucking work because we do not have control in the physical reality we don't they have all of that they have all they have the guns they have the power that we have given them the only way to really get this done is to wake enough people up that they see them for what they are which is just fucking parasites they're Mm. just parasites you want to talk about the hunt your hundred and forty four thousand? we haven't we like did all this uh studying on revelation i mean uh uh but so before it's over i wanted to actually like touch on the three things that we did learn (laughs) from revelation uh, first of all, it's revelation single singular. Is it really? It is. It's just one revelation that was given to John and people say revelations all the time, but it's really revelation. And, uh, the word apocalypse, it's like apoc- apocalypsis or something. This old Greek word is what it means revelation. And that's where we get the, the word apocalypse from It's from this because he got a revelation about the end of the world and so now i just saw apocalypse now it was really it was, <laughs> it was amazing amazing filmmaking i loved it but uh the we we were looking up some of the big some of the big prophecies i think like people are generally familiar with with like the number seven <laughs> there's a lot of sevens in this book there's like seven churches there's like a seven-headed dragon there's seven seals there's seven thousand years there's seven trumpets and, and all this stuff uh but it's, it's john john there's 
there's a disagreement on who John is. Mormons believe that it is John the Beloved. That it's the same same John the Beloved is the John of Patmos. Uh, other scholars say there's no way that it could be the same dude, but uh, I don't know. Joseph Smith said it, so <laughs> must be ta- true. Take it up, take it up with him. But one of the things uh, that John saw in his revelation was the ceiling of the hundred and forty-four thousand, and that's important to. Uh, a lot of people, I think what comes to mind first is Jehovah's Witnesses. Like Jehovah's Witnesses take that number pretty literally, I believe, that they believe that there are going to be 144,000 people that are that are like the rulers and have that are like saved up and they're the rulers in heaven. Uh, and that they like they on their Easter, uh, if I'm, I'm just saying this from memory, uh, but like they pass the sacrament on Easter and you only are supposed to take the sacrament if you are one of the elect 144,000 and everyone else just passes yeah. it. I th- yeah. I was always like, I would just take it. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you going to say to me? I'm, God told me I could take it. So I feel, I feel good about it. From an ascension standpoint, my understanding of the 144,000 is, let's say Earth is currently existing like the whole premise of ascension is just that we are one collective consciousness and this is the process of us getting back to one collective consciousness but we've been living as individual selves for so long that there's all these blocks there's all these ego and fear of intimacy and like whatever kind of kind of blocks so in between there there had to be 144,000 completely awake people able to hold this higher vibration without falling back asleep for a certain amount of time that would slowly pull more people up. So it's just kind of like, you know, placeholders or whatever, but they, you have to be able to fight against the collective consciousness, which is difficult. Like I talk a lot about 144,000 is not that many people. It's not that many. There's there's 7 billion people on the planet right now. Yeah. You're saying all it takes is 144,000 awake people to pull everyone else to change the vibration of the whole earth. It was, they had to like hold the space. Um, before the 2012 shift. And I didn't... That was something I came across in a channel. Are there 144,000 awake people? There's way more than that. There's millions of awake people. If you go to like any of these 5D pages, look how many fucking followers they have. I am by far not alone. Yeah, I also know a lot of dumbasses that uh, follow that are not awake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, that's true. That's true. a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of like fucking narcissists out there who are sharing, uh, oh, Ascension memes on their Instagram. And no, stuff. that's a good, that's a very but, good point. But you but we have reached this threshold already. You believe. So that was for the, the shift to 4d where we moved into a collective mental space, which there's four. I don't know what the four is in Revelations, but you got 4D is mental space. 5D is an emotional space. 6D is like spiritual, and then 7D is Earth, which I think is oh. well. Like, there's like four. There's like four horsemen four of the horsemen, apocalypse. Yeah. There's four angels that go to the four parts of the Earth that uh uh like I don't know trumpet awake people something okay. like that. Uh, I know. You so I think these are more like energetic things but Mm -hmm. i really should have studied that part a little bit more we should do uh another thing on revelations but in order for us to get to a critical mass like we all stepped into 4d tons of people didn't know we stepped into a 4d this is somewhere between 2012 and 2015 
something changed. And I think that that's the cause of the Mandela effect. I think that we raised our vibration enough that we started to become multidimensional enough to where we started to remember other timelines. This is, can I just stop for a second? So you're saying that, uh, in 2012, which was 40. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, was when all this stuff started. This like the beginning of the end. Right. So in chapter, Oh shit. I just lost my, in the seventh chapter of revelation, uh, is when you have these four angels, uh, I'm reading from Joseph Smith's. So in the Doctrine and Covenants, there's a section 77 where Joseph Smith does like a Q&A. It's literally put in like a Q&A format where it's like questions about the book of Revelation and he gives his answers. For the most part, I'm pretty disappointed in his answers. I think they kind of suck, especially when you're talking to the mouthpiece of God. You think he would give you more specifics, but he's just giving like pretty basic. Like I could have guessed these answers right uh like at one point they're like when will this happen and he's like before christ comes you're like okay yeah but when joe like tell us when you know whatever but anyway uh in the seventh chapters when we got these four angels uh who are given to these uh this says power over the four parts of the earth to save life and to destroy these are they who have the everlasting gospel to commit to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. So, like, this is the before, the, and this this happens. He, Joseph says, um, at the end of the six thousand years. Now, the a, I feel like I'm going backwards here, but the Earth only has a seven thousand year lifetime in in Joseph's uh, view. There's only seven thousand years. If you want to take that literally or figuratively, I guess Mormons can do either. I don't know. But uh, like my mom has books on her shelves that are like the first thousand years, the second thousand years. I've never opened them up. They look boring as hell. But I like, wonder if that's what it comes to if you add the age of Pisces and the age of uh, Aries together. I thought you were going to say something because like Because I think those were two back-to-back asleep ages. Mm-hmm. It, Aquarius is the beginning of a, it's some fucking insanely long age where we're awake. So I wonder if there's something to that. So we're going very well. Could not be all. I just, uh, I think we, what we would interpret this is like before the, before the last thousand years, the gospel has to go to all of the earth. But stuff you were saying is making me think similarly that like, uh, there are these 144 elect who are going to start waking up other people all, all over the world. And before this, before this last thousand years, which is, uh, and like in the last thousand years is when everything's going to get, uh, dark as fuck and all, all the, all the, the crazy uh, apocalyptic stuff. Happens oh, I think the, the apocalyptic stuff is done in less than 10 years. I would say five. Mm. It's uh, going so fast. So real quick. Um, when you, when you say a lot of this stuff, it's like energy and frequency and stuff. And like, nobody could understand that. Nobody could understand that from, their 3d dichotomy based thinking. And so they, they made it that it's like good guys versus bad guys versus chosen ones versus whatever. The thing Mm -hmm. from, from what I understand is that most of the people going to 5d will do so without even ever hearing the word 5d. You don't have to buy into some type of religion. Everybody who's sitting at home right now, crying, processing their childhoods, are raising their vibration. They are ascending. That's the work, period. They don't ever have to know it's the work. 
uh, this world is already the beginning of 5D. We've already started to create this utopia where gender doesn't exist, where we don't judge people according to what their bodies look like, where we're questioning every structure and every... This is all it. This is all the beginning of the new world. When you wipe out the elite... Wiping out narcissists. Yeah, is absolutely... F- figuring out who your vampires are, like, it's ha- it's happening. And it's not just happening for people who believe in it. I put a weird, like metaphysical woo spin on it i believe that i am supposed to speak up a little bit to give some uh validation to people who are having the more supernatural experiences and there are supposed to be a certain amount of people on the planet who are aware of what's happening who are helping assist humanity in it who are helping to usher in the new version of the world but it's already happening and what's what's happening with the old world is it's just screaming, uh, trying to get heard, trying to stay in power, trying to stay in position, just like any narcissist would. And it doesn't matter. Like the wheels are already turning. It's already happening. People are already creating the new world. And it's awful. Right now is awful. It feels like I know in the in Revelation, there's a woman giving birth and that is consciousness that is us giving birth to the new world and it's excruciating it's like it's awful i'm insanely sad i am suicidally depressed a lot i can't leave my room and i just keep moving forward i just keep working on it we're all in this process but this isn't i thought about suicide more this summer than i have in a while I know I haven't thought about suicide in 20 years and it's just um, it's hard. It's hard right now. We there's the death of everything we've ever known and it has to die for the new thing to come forward. But the quicker I don't know. I say that and then it's like everybody should just do exactly what they want to do. But I can't remember now what we said the woman giving birth was if she was the church or if she was giving birth to the church. I think the church is the whore. Religion is the whore. The beast is capitalism. Uh, These are just off the top of my head. But Christ consciousness is what it's called if you really want to get deep into like the Ascension woo stuff. I've been getting pretty far into the twin stuff. I Um, like the sound of Christ consciousness. What is that? What do you mean? So the first coming of Christ was one man and it was Buddha was also one of them. It was people who could completely stay awake in, in the paradigm. It's very difficult... There's a collective consciousness everywhere you go. And so I, you hear me talk about this with money, that Portland is a difficult place, used to be, who knows now with the, with the um, people from the Bay Area, but it used to be a very difficult place to make money because the collective consciousness was so creative and nobody cared about money that it was hard to, there was hard to get a financial flow, but it was a f- good place to be creative. And I moved to Delaware and it's a super easy place to make money because it's a worker bee mentality, but I felt like intellectually starved. And LA is a great place to be because there's so many rich people. I can ride that energy. It's very easy for me to figure out financial stuff. And then also there's so many creatives. There's a collective consciousness everywhere. So when you're on a planet full of people that are fear-based and dead the fuck asleep, it's very hard to stay awake. And so Christ was, but there has to be a certain amount of people completely awake on the planet at once. And a ton of them are like monks and shit who just have to isolate in order to stay awake. And Christ was someone who was completely awake. So he was so awake that he got to operate in 8D reality. Nothing, none of the rules. That's why he could do magic and shit. None of the rules of the fear-based reality 
applied to him. And he kind of just came to set a precedence and to keep this knowledge passed down. I believe this is why everyone in the quote unquote tribe that I'm in are all indoctrinated is because there is clues in there. They've just been, we like, we have to throw away the interpretation that we were taught, but there's clues in the Bible. And Jesus is what, like an 8D person, like what the rules that we could live by. And, but the, what the aliens said, because they showed me a bunch of stuff about when we first started this premise and it was something called the dispersion theory, how we all had to like spread out and make babies and stuff and how that's why a lot of the like go, be fruitful and multiply and like no homosexuality and stuff was really just we have to make enough physical bodies to put all our consciousness in. Wait, you even believe the the no homosexuality part of the Bible? Um, what I got from a... it was like, it was like the dumbest, it was like something like we were just like, don't fuck each other for a minute and have babies. Are like, you just basing this on a John no, McKeever sketch? No, John McKeever thing came out, I was like, this what on the a, fuck? on a Tommy Pope no, sketch. We've had this conversation before, haven't we? That, uh, that sketch is, is hilarious. I, told, I don't think we've had this conversation no, before. I told somebody this about the Bible and they were like, uh they sent me that because that sketch was before my time they sent me that sketch um i thought it might have been you but um what's it called samesies samesies yeah samesies uh because i remember because it was it was you this was the beginning of our friendship where i was like the homosexuality thing was such a tiny aside of a rule according to the aliens because i was all about the bible so that's i asked them a ton of questions and they were like yeah it was just like make babies was all we were saying and you were like um i like the uh i like when i forget a conversation with you and i get to have it over again (laughs) uh because of the exact you said the exact same thing and i was like wait a minute this is a sketch i've seen yeah it's a very funny sketch uh, where the, like there's like all these cavemen and there's, there's like only 12 of them left and uh, the guy's like trying to explain we can't do samesies anymore yeah. because <laughs> uh, we like we need more babies and the babies only happen if we do opposites yeah. and everyone's complaining because they're like, but we like samesies. And he's like, everyone likes samesies. <laughs> all I'm saying is we can't do it for a while. Yeah, that was really the vibe because I was one of the questions that i had now there's a bunch of stuff in the bible i don't have an explanation for because i didn't ask about but um anyway bible it's not a bad okay sure so jesus but one of the quotes that they gave me was the first coming of christ was a was a person the second coming of christ was a generation it was a and so christ consciousness is something that gets mentioned all the time in um in ascension Mm. stuff but there's a lot that all right. I want to come back to that, but just real quick. There's a lot more in the Bible about this uh, that would relate to dispersion. Uh, just I mean, there's so much about scattering, the scattering uh, of Israel and like going forth into all corners of the earth. And then they talk about this gathering that the and then like after it's it's been scattered and after it's everywhere and after the 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 fullness of the gospel has been preached like to every man, woman and child, every kindred, every tongue, every people, like then all the elect will then be gathered back up again in the fit in a physical and spiritual gathering. Mormons believe in, in both. Uh, we believe that there is still an important, like uh, physical gathering in Israel, like in Jerusalem, that this, that this physical spot will, that like it's important for, and it's, you know, just like fucking, pro-israel doctrine and shit but uh that 
that this that it is important that the Jews in Israel like be gathered. We believe in Mormons gathering. At least we did. I don't think anybody gives a shit anymore. But we were calling everyone to come to Utah in the early days of the church. Like we are supposed to be gathering. We're gathering up. We're strengthening. We're doing all this stuff. And but we also equally believe in this like spiritual gathering. One of the things that uh, I re- I remembered. Uh, there's like two witnesses that get rose from the dead. Like they get killed in revelation and then they rise up from the dead and all the Jews are like, Oh shit. Uh, and then that happens right before Jesus comes back a second time after they right. rise from the dead. It's when Jesus, like there's a, a, an angel from the East that comes and it's like supposed to happen when Israel's like, there's a war or something and they're about to be wiped out. And then Jesus is going to come and become their like physical savior that they wanted from him last time. And that, then he's supposed to come. And I, I rem- I had this weird memory as I was uh, doing this shit. I'm sorry that I'm off on a tangent, but that we were, I remember in the MTC talking about like who we thought, which two apostles we thought were going to be the ones who got slain in Jerusalem and then risen again. And we we're like, Oh, I hope it's Jeffrey Holland <laughs> and David Bednar. <laughs> We're like, yeah, that would be that would be bad. A that would be so bad. A those guys, those guys both suck, by the way. But um, I really, I want to go back to what you said because that's the the big thing. Christ as a generation, that the second coming is not one person but all these people. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's it's happening. You got the 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 Christ consciousness are the ones that come in and start building the new earth. That's already happening. The ones that come in and tear down the old systems. That's already happening. And then more and more people wake up. I don't think like religion religion presents all this stuff as like chosen ones and we are going to get to go. Everyone who wants to be in a new world will get to go to a new world. People that choose to go and that's not a cop out to like hurt poor people or anything like that. It's the last will be the first and the first will be the last is in revelation, right? That's a beatitude. I think Christ says that uh, at the sermon on the Mount. That's absolutely happening and is true. So they, uh, there's some kind of wall between 4d and 5d that can't be penetrated by people that aren't of the light that aren't consciousness so these parasites or whatever that don't feel like they have souls there's tons of people walking the planet that lost their souls and they're just in a, a, a narcissistic ego box i don't know um they won't go because the only way to get to 5D is through this god-awful dark night of the soul where you process all your trauma, you heal all your wounds, then you go back and process all the trauma of all your past lifetimes and shit. And then it's really kind of, from what I can tell so far, 60 is nothing. Like It's just like getting over some mental blocks. But this is the big one. This is the big difficult one. And I, they can't come. They can't come. And then there's something that happens to our bodies and this gets wild, but something happens to our bodies and the new bodies work on the new earth and the old bodies don't. And so that manifests for them is, I don't know. I, I want to say it's a big event, but like a lot of the stuff playing out from 
revelations. I don't think it's actually Jerusalem. I don't think it's actually any of these things. I think these were metaphors that if we look back at like what did Jerusalem represent back then, we could put it together. But it's mostly energy. I think the anti the Antichrist is an energy. It's a thought a thought system, not necessarily a person. But it also might play out in the physical reality. But I I know y'all you. You love indoctrinated people, and uh, there's all these previously indoctrinated or previously religious people that uh, then get into ascension stuff. And um, our very first conversation was exciting because you were telling me all this this crazy alien stuff, but there were so many similarities and so many parallels to the plan of salvation and other Mormon doctrine. I was like, oh yeah, this all this all lines up. And it was very exciting. I think that a lot of people are very excited about it um, because it felt true, you know? And you want it, like, I believed all this stuff for so long, and it felt true. And I based my whole life around it, and I had all this faith and all this hope in it, and then I found out that it wasn't true. And then you come along and you tell me like, hey, it might still be true. Like in this in this way, you might look differently than you thought. And uh, but all this stuff could still be happening. All those experiences could still be valid. And that was I think it was really nice to think about, really nice to hear. And it still is. It still is. There's a part of me that's like, oh, yeah, that'd be really cool. But I. um like, just don't think it is. I'm here's well. Here's what I'm afraid of. I don't know what I believe, but I'm afraid that I'm ju- that I'm that I'm weak and uh, easily manipulated. Like my emotions are manipulated, and that that's what religion did. They suckered me into all this stuff uh, with this with this fairy tale, and I just bought it. And I feel dumb for buying it and yeah. dumb for listening to them for so long and letting them dictate my whole life and stuff. And so then whenever we get into this stuff, I just, or even when I see other like Mormons into this stuff, I then think, are we just, are we just trading one master for another? Are we just uh, going from one con man to another? Are we just like, and the, I don't, in this sense, I, the thing that I like about Ascension is that there's not a leader. You know, there's no, not. There's a, nobody benefiting there's, from there's, it. Yeah, there's not. Well, there's. St- I, f- I still see people making money in this, like, off of Ascension. I still see people begging for gurus, begging to get, like, are desperate to give their attention to some person who will teach them. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that's what really scares me. I'm like, uh, that's definitely uh, the wrong path, in my opinion. That's definitely not my path. I can at least say that. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving anything to anybody anymore. Uh, I think I'm in charge of my own uh, revelations, and that's, and that's it. But I, I just like worry that I'm still the same weak-minded person who wants to believe in a fairy tale rather than confront the fact that life sucks and is unfair like there is no justice actually in this world except for what we make and uh that that i can't accept that that that's too difficult to accept so that then instead i'll believe that there will be this like great 
ascension, uh, like when, you know, that all these people uh, will die out and that we will have this other better planet or whatever. And then I think, are you, aren't you just doing the same thing? Didn't you learn this lesson once, old man? Uh, why are you doing this again? I think that that makes sense. I, I lean more towards people go from Mormonism to Ascension because it, you know, maybe you weren't wrong when you felt, this is, sounds like I'm trying to convince you and I'm not. Because I think the number one thing is that you have to follow what you believe to be true. And if you don't, if you don't believe, if it doesn't feel true, then don't. It's just but this, go ahead. I don't think that, I, religion says sit back and give us your money and let us tell you what to do and some great thing's going to happen. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm like, let's go build the new world. Let's stop crying over the old world. Let's stop watching it burn and let's start building the new world. Let's build a new set of rules. This shit's all construct, all of it. It's just, it's just the remnants of a system that we don't like. Just fucking build the new world. That's it. And so like I, I listen to now cause I feel s- scared sometimes that I am just the further I get into allowing this stuff to be like my primary uh, personality and I'm not hiding it anymore. Sometimes I just feel like I'm floating out in the cosmos and I get scared. So I'm plugged into other, not really teachers. I prefer like tarot readers and stuff who talk about this stuff, but it's confirming to hear them say things that like I've only heard from the aliens and stuff, but ultimately it's about me and, and, my connection to this and that's my biggest thing is listen to yourself don't listen to anybody else if you listen to me and I say something that resonates with what you already feel take that as a confirmation but don't try to turn what I say into something that works in your life if you're not already doing it you know I try to use language that's like here's how you can know what your guides are like how you can hear your stuff because I just want the new world. I want to be in the new world. I'm actively working towards getting to the new world. I'm not waiting for them to die out and for us not to get there. I'm actively trying to build the new world the only way I know how. And that is to uh, create it and to, to forge a new path. And I lean towards the reason, you know, I went into religion because I was looking for this. And religion was not this. And so I didn't walk away from religion going, it's fake. I was just like, these people are fake. These people have taken something. Like, I can't put my finger on it, but this isn't it. This definitely isn't it. And then when I woke up, it was like, okay. And the only reason I know that this is it is because I'm experiencing it. We talked, me and Danny, on the podcast about this uh, fear of belief system. Yeah. after after having uh, been let down by Mormonism, and I've compared it a lot to my divorce, and like I am, uh, we're gonna talk about it, or maybe by the time this comes out, we'll have already talked about how uh, paranoid I am right now that every single person is trying to manipulate me. Just having learned uh, about uh, psychopaths and narcissists and stuff, and. I'm just, I live in this state of fear 
uh, hyper vigilant, super defensive on edge was the words I used with you when I was freaking out that day, which is like everything I see, I see evil intentions in everyone. Cause I'm just, I couldn't believe that I had been blind to it for so long that I just walked around naively assuming everyone was good in this book, psychopath free that I'm talking about constantly. Now, uh, he talks about how like good people project their consciousness onto everyone else. And you just assume that everyone is good. And I do, I have, and I did. And, and he's like, the sad truth is that's not true. It's like, there's a lot of evil people that just take that, you know, that don't have a conscious and, uh, you're just giving them the benefit of this doubt. And then they're, they're using that to their advantage and manipulating you. And so now I'm like, always looking uh, all hearing stuff that people say and being like, what do they really want? What are they trying? What What's the trick here? Yeah. Anytime someone's nice to me, I'm like, what's the fucking angle, buddy? You know, I'm, I'm worried about everyone. And that's how I feel about belief as well. Yeah. And whenever you're talking about this 5d stuff, I am just like hyper aware of all the, of all the ways that this makes me, um, uh, hopeful. No, I try to think of a, a better word for lazy. Like the way that oh, complacent. Like, complacent. I was going to say like indolent is the word that kept coming to mind. And I don't even know what that mean. I don't me know. Either, if, I yeah, I don't know if that's the right word or not. Um, but like all the ways that, yeah, it makes you complacent, just makes you happy. I think like in Mormonism, there were people giving me rules and there were people that were, that were tr- controlling me. But most of it that I focused on that my friends who are Mormon that talk about the good aspects of it, we focused on self-improvement. That's the, that's the message of Christianity is like, you can get better through the atonement. You can become a better person. And like in Mormonism, especially that has this eternal progression view of how like you're just never done until you become like God. It's just like you have, you had to become a better person in order to, to be ready for heaven. Like heaven wasn't necessarily this thing with like of a guy who was like going to check off your, all the actions and, and not actions. It was like, you have to be ready for this knowledge and like to get ready. You have to purge yourself of all these bad habits and sins and the natural man and all this stuff. And that's a lot like what awakening is. Yeah. Um, it's like, you want to come to this new world. You just have to get ready for it. So like you have to, uh, become a better person, you know? And I don't know why I fight that so much because that's not a bad policy. That's not a bad thing. I do believe in it, but like for whenever, for whatever reason, when you talk about it or when, or when I read something about it, when someone else talks about 5d stuff, I just see, uh, wolves (laughs) and and I'm like, look, this, this, this is a trick somehow you're trying to trick me into becoming a better person, but it feels like, I don't know if, uh, you're just, the difference between Mormon, like religion and this, is that it's happening no matter what. And if I listed the things that well, need... Well, religion says that too. Religion no, says religion the second says coming's coming. if you coming. don't believe in this or you don't buy into our religion, you don't get to come with us or whatever the fuck. Like, there is no exclusionary... The, the, the way to get to 5D is we are smashing back into one consciousness. And the way to get to 5D is to heal the wounds that keep you from smashing into one consciousness. One of the wounds that are stopping, because that's an emotional space that we're sharing, is 
trust issues, fear of intimacy, codependency. If you can't have a energy exchange with somebody else without trying to take too much or make them fix you, if you can't have an energy exchange without pushing somebody away, then we can't come back into that consciousness. So everyone, not everyone, everyone who's choosing to ascend is doing this, whether or not they know that that's 5D shit or not. Now, there are a lot of people who, like me, and like people I've been talking about, who are now talking to beings and having these supernatural experiences already. And so I talk about this stuff so that they don't feel crazy and so that they know they're not crazy. And there are a lot of people who've had alien experiences like me and then just went and checked themselves in a mental institution and have hated themselves for the last 15 years because they believe that they're crazy. And so I'm speaking up so that people who are having that level of experience, but they are not different. That's the work. The real work right now is this emotional clearing that you're already like you're already doing it. I do think that Mormonism uh, uh, is similar to that, though, that they we we believe uh, most people are going to heaven. You know, this happening that uh, we and we they point out all the time about how, like people are participating in prof- the fulfillment of prophecies, even if they don't believe in it, that that's that they are a part of this prophecy. A lot and of stuff. the Mormon doctrine just completely resonates. It's I don't know. It's just the white dudes. I would have loved to have baptized you. It would have been great. <laughs> I would have never bought into the religion because then it has this very contradictory. No, nah, I mean, it's like rules. if you had found in Portland, if, like instead of joining the uh, the those Christians, if you had found like Mormon friends, I think you would have like back. If they would have had a nice boy for me to fuck my uh, way in. Yeah, they they have those. They yeah. had they do they do exist. They're they are there. Uh, well. Uh, this I just realized of, I couldn't get fucked into a gang, but I got fucked into Christianity. <laughs> 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 I did get fucked into a gang. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Let he who is without sin uh, <laughs> bust the first nut. We'll catch you guys next time on Mormon and the Meth Head. If you put a Mormon and a Meth Head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and Jessica Reed are friends. Listen to them talking to Mike. A podcast network. Okay. Spoiler alert. I want to, I just, I I saved this for the end because we talked about it and I wanted to talk about Ready or Not uh, and how it relates to all this, all these uh, global crimes being committed by billionaires. This is like... this is spoilery, but it's just it's a ready or not. It's a, it's a fucking it's a it's a nonsense movie. So I don't know if you don't want this nonsense movie spoiled for you, then don't listen to it. But if you've already seen it or you don't care, ready or not, if you've seen the trailer, it's like a girl marries into some crazy family, and on the wedding night they have to play hide and go seek, 
And if they find her, they're going to kill her. Like, they're all trying to kill her that night. That's all the trailer reveals. And I was like, I'll go see this crazy movie. And this is at, this is my summer of depression and feeling so powerless against all these billionaires. And mwah, what a timely, wonderful <laughs> movie. I really enjoyed it. So the families are the family's rich. And again, it's a nonsense movie. Like, they're like an evil version of the Milton Bradley brothers. And like they made their fortune on games and, and that's why games are important to them. But really they made their fortune with the devil. They made, they signed a deal with the devil and he was like, I'll give you whatever you want. But like, sometimes I'm going to make you kill people. And so in order to keep their, their family together, they have to kill this bride. And I loved it. I loved these super rich people being like I like they were so desperate to keep their wealth and they were like they were all you know because people like "Eh, there's certain sons of the family like do we have to kill her I don't want to do it and they're like we have to or we'll lose everything you know and I just uh I think that um billionaires by their very existence are violent. I think their existence is violent that in order for them to have so much, they kill other people. Literally, there are other people on the earth that they don't know or see or ever have to face or ever have to look at or deal with. They don't ever have to actually get their hands dirty, but they're killing people. The Sacklers, the the yep. family, the like the single family behind all these opiate deaths and overdoses and, and addiction and that's ravaging America. They're killing people to be rich. And that's what this this movie is about. And it's it's just fan it's just fantastic. And then here's like the extra spoiler, extra spoiler. So like that's the premise. If you don't want any more spoilers, go away. <laughs> there are no good billionaires. There are no good billionaires. And that was like the one of the main messages of the movie that I fucking loved. I loved it. Even the ones that you thought were good guys. Yeah. Uh, they were like, oh, he's the one with the soul. Like, he's the one who feels bad about it. And he like explicitly says, yeah, I feel bad about it, but I do it. And I've lived my whole life in opulent luxury because because I do this, because I kill other people. And like, I, like, I'm just the only one that feels guilty about it. But the movie is like, that lets you, that like tricks you into feeling bad for him, you know? And then, uh, but it still says in the end, he's a bad guy who deserves to die. And like all of them deserve to die. There's no like, oh, but what about the pretty one? No, he deserves to die. Like they all do. They all, they're all bad people that deserve to die. So it's my favorite movie of the summer. It's really good. (laughs) Fantastic.